thoughts are not facts. They're just random. So thoughts are random. Thinking is not. So anytime that you're feeling low vibe, it's just that your thoughts are disempowering at the moment. So anytime like you're having an off day or whatever the case would be, it's just feedback to let you know that your thoughts are out of whack and disempowering. And you can literally be mindful, acknowledge that, and then go in and replace them with more productive, constructive, strategic thoughts. Once you really become mindful of it and aware, which really changed everything for me, you can be strategic which thoughts you allow to take up real estate inside your mind. And that changes everything. Come on this journey with me. Each week when you join me, we are going to chase down our goals, overcome adversity, and set you up for a better tomorrow. Ready for my close-up. Hi, and welcome back. I'm so excited for you to meet my friend and our guest today, Craig Siegel. He's a value-based, high-energy keynote speaker and rising thought leader. As featured in Entrepreneur and endorsed by some of the world's most well-known celebrities, entertainers, athletes, and entrepreneurs, such as Rob Deirdrick, Ed Milet, Bethany Hamilton, Suzanne Summers, Alicia Silverstone, and NFL Hall of Famer Brian Dawkins. When the pandemic hit, Craig felt guided and left his lucrative and stable job on Wall Street and went all in with his passion and purpose to help people upgrade their mindset and fulfill their potential. Craig's unique combination of energy, motivation, inspiration, charisma, and business success has led to the meteoric rise of Cultivate Lasting Symphony, CLS, a contagious, never-before-seen explosion that has impacted millions of lives worldwide. Craig, thanks so much for being here today. Wow, what an unbelievable introduction. Usually I'm the one dishing them out on the podcast, but but I'm so excited to be here. We've become really good friends. And every time we get together, we create magic. So let's get nuts. So one of the things I want everyone to know listening in right now, and it's so important, it's so basic, but so important. Craig and I have become friends like for a while now, you know, over definitely over a year and support each other and encourage each other all the time. I never thought to have you as a guest on the podcast, just didn't cross my mind. And the other day, Craig sends me a text and he's like, hey, Heather, um, would love to support you on your show. Is there any chance that I could come on the show? Here's what I could do to help support it. Would I think I could add some value for your listeners. Two things there that I want to highlight as to why you're successful. And I want my listeners doing the same. And it's something I practice every day. Number one, if we're going to reach out to somebody, make it about them and how we can add value to them. That's 101, sales 101, ask 101. And then number two, ask. I mean, so few of us, a closed mouth will never be fed. We need to show up and ask what is the worst that can happen. So Craig, thank you for asking. Yeah. First of all, I I love that you said that a closed mouth doesn't get fed. It's one of my favorite expressions. Also, you can't lose what you don't have. Right. And one of the ways that I got that strategy was by listening to your awesome podcast. And you always preach that stuff, two things. How can you provide value, right? Like start the conversation with that. And then obviously you have to ask, you have to take a swing. Um, So we're in alignment with both these things. So it's funny, we were just actually, as Craig is really getting it big into the speaking business, we were just talking offline and I was saying, Craig, you need to check the box and add the TEDx. You, you just, it's one more certification or credibility that you can add as a speaker and people like it, right? It, it's just something that they like to see. So we were brainstorming around landing your first TEDx and it goes back to that same fundamental we just described, which is about how can I add value to them? How can I make it about them? Right. And then really just doing the work and showing up and asking. And and so, so often 
people are afraid to put themselves out there. They're nervous of what if I'm told no? What if it goes poorly? How do you break through those fears and get yourself to level up and go for the TEDx? Yeah, this is going to get real deep real quick. Between me and you and obviously all your listeners, it's like, I don't fear death at this point in my life. What I fear most is not living life on my terms and not making the most of every second and take advantage of opportunities and make an impact and contribute. So any great idea or any way I could facilitate the growth of the brand, which enables us to make an impact and so forth, I'm all for it. And I don't really see fear in asking if somebody were to say no, whatever the case would be. And like, spoiler Like, it's not my business what anybody thinks of me. Like, I'm sure there's people out there that don't love me, as I'm sure. Hard to believe, but there might be people out there that doesn't love Heather. Um, But it is what it is. And let's just be honest. Like, there's people out there that we don't love. It is what it is. So you got to take a shot. You got to take a swing. And you have to have a sense of urgency and make every second count. Thank you for sharing that. There's another element to this conversation that I've been thinking a lot about lately, and I didn't used to. And it's all about planting the seed. So what I mean by that is sometimes when we ask for something, we're told no at first. Happens to me all the time. But maybe a year, two years later, months later, you get that person coming back around saying, oh, yeah, wait a minute. I remember it. And I I remember specifically in my career when I was a VP of sales back in the broadcasting business. I remember saying to someone, I want to headline this conference. He had a, a massive conference that I, I wanted that main stage. And I planted the seed in his mind. He said no, right? He declined that opportunity, sadly. But I planted a seed in his mind and it came full circle one year later when I got a note from him saying, hey, Heather, we're looking for some C-suite executives to participate this year. Would you be willing to take main stage as, as the keynote? And so I truly believe he wouldn't have reached out to me had I not planted that seed. So sometimes when you're told to know, it's just because it's that first step, planting the seed and then watching what blooms from there. Would you agree with that? 100%. And for being on Wall Street for 10, 11 years, like, spoiler alert, like not every sale gets closed on, on the first ask right? Sometimes you build a pipeline, you plant your seeds just as you attested to. And ultimately it's the long game mentality. And when I say long game, it's not to scare the audience. Like it takes three to five years, but it's just that get first downs, get first downs, sprinkle, plant some seeds and so forth. And they usually always pay off. If not, then, then it comes back around when it's mutually beneficial. And obviously the other person sees it as a win-win. Timing is everything. Timing is everything in personal life or in business. And I'm constantly reminded about this. All right, Craig, you made a major leap from my leap. I was pushed out the window. You chose to make a leap, which I feel like is such a bigger deal. Why then, why when a pandemic hits and it feels like it's more unstable than ever, to me, I would think most people are clinging on to corporate America and and you're running from it. How did that happen? I just got to a place, Heather, where I was straight up miserable, like, Yes, it was lucrative, but but as it turns out, and I'm sure you can attest to, success isn't measured only by how much money you make, right? Like for me at this season, it's measured by how happy I am or how big of an impact I make. And I was in a dark place. I I had a bunch of things going on at once. And and ultimately in the beginning of the pandemic, when there was a lockdown and I shut down my office, like, and I really grounded myself for the first time, maybe ever. And like asked myself those deep, powerful questions. Like I realized like, I don't want this lockdown to end because I don't want to go back. It it felt like hell. Like I I was waking up, like 
going to a J-O-B, even though lucrative and my own business, but for what? Like, what's the point? And this ties back to like that deep analogy that there's a eulogy exercise that I recently posted on social media. It goes back to the concept of death. And I really got deep with myself. And I was like, if this was it for me, like in a couple of weeks, like what would people say about at my funeral? Like, yes, I had some good relationships, some good friends, family and so forth, but did I leave a legacy? Did I really contribute? Did I make an impact? Did I put a dent in the universe? And the tough answer was no. And then I started to ask myself, well, what would make me happy? What am I good at? And from studying personal development for so long, I was able to put together a strategy, essentially combine making an impact and making a living. And what I love is personal development. And what I happen to be gifted at is being a communicator. And so I said, I don't want to be the next Tony Robbins. I want to be the first Craig Siegel. I don't know for certain that this thing's going to work. I have no online business experience, but I'm willing to try if it meant not going back. And I went all in straight up. It's such a competitive space, a space where people had years jumpstart on you that you got into this space, in my opinion, at the worst time ever. Maybe you see it differently, but to me, it was definitely, you know, an isolating time. It was a difficult time. You were able to grow your show so incredibly quickly, your social media channel so incredible. When so many people were vying for what you were able to achieve, why did you achieve it and so many other people not? I don't want this to come across as arrogant because it's not. But ultimately, when I see spaces that are saturated, as they say, you can look at it from two different perspectives, right? I think most people, sadly, probably look at it and think oversaturation, I'll never have a chance, right? I'll just be a spoke on the wheel. But as a trailblazer and somebody that believes in themselves and is more importantly willing to put in the work to improve, I said to myself, you know what? It's a saturated space, but that's a good thing because there's always room for the best. And it just means there's a market for it. Right. And I love personal development. Like it comes natural to me, like waking up every day and sharpening the axe and consuming positive content and, and learning how to revamp our mindset and learn about the law of attraction. Like this isn't work to me. This conversation is not work to me. I genuinely love this stuff. And I said, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I will pay the price and I'll negotiate the price in advance, meaning I understand it will get challenging because I don't have all the, the experience of the online space, but I'm willing to do the work, so to speak. And I just went nuts. And, and obviously I was intentional and strategic with the people I collaborated with, with the relationships I formed. But ultimately when I see something that's really saturated, I challenge the audience listening today. Uh, that they, It just means that there's more of a market for it. And if you're willing to really work hard and beat on your craft, there's a lot of opportunity. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. I want you to know that finding ways to be more efficient, cut costs, and get rid of errors and mistakes can completely transform your business, boost your performance 
at the same time. This is why you need NetSuite now. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash Monahan. netsuite.com slash Monahan. netsuite.com slash Monahan. When I started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling my group coaching on the regular, and it is just so easy, all because I use Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort. Thanks to Shopify magic, your AI powered all-star. I didn't know what I was going to do when I got fired. Launching my own business seemed so intimidating. I didn't know how to set up a website and I really didn't need to. Shopify does it all for you and they make it so easy. It was that breakthrough moment for me that I realized I can do this. I can go to work for myself. Thanks to Shopify. What I love about Shopify is you don't need to have all this technology information ready to, you don't need to know how to plan and run things. You just need to go to the platform, turn it on and know what you're selling. And Shopify is going to help you figure out the rest. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries, including your girl right here. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash monahan all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Monahan now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Monahan. No matter what stage you're at, they're going to make it easy. When starting out a new business, it's a complete pain to get through the LLC part. Taylor Brands makes it 90% easier. It's easy and affordable to get your LLC with Taylor Brands. Taylor Brands offers all the legal requirements for LLCs, such as registered agent, annual compliance, EIN, operating agreement, business license and permits, and much more. Taylor Brands walks you through each step of building a successful business and has everything you need all in one place. Bookkeeping, invoicing, business licenses and permits, business documents, bank accounts, and so much more. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using this link, taylorbrands.com slash confidence. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash confidence. So get started today with Taylor Brands. You come at things so differently than me. It's so funny to see. I love hearing your perspective on it. When you look back at your career in corporate America, in Wall Street, are the same reasons you found success, quote unquote, success there, the same reasons that you find success now or no? 
That's a really good question. And no one's ever asked me that. I think there's definitely key characteristics that can give you success in any arena, right? Like for example, I recently started running a bunch of marathons. I'd never been a runner uh, and I've been successful running them at a pretty fast time and so forth. Do I think that there's traits that I use to run marathons that I use to have success in Wall Street and also CLS? Yes, I do. Obviously hard work, put in the hours, mindset and stuff of that nature. But ultimately, obviously as a gladiator in two different arenas, there's different things to be successful in the online space, to be a keynote speaker than it is to be on Wall Street. But I think some principles always apply, right? It's like, it's not Wall Street that made me successful or corporate America that made you successful. It was you, Heather, that, that was successful. And, and essentially, you can apply that to anything as long as you're able to gain some product knowledge and gain some strategy. And I really believe that. But so many people who are listening right now, and I've been there, I've so been there, are thinking it's the title. No, it's the company I work for. No, you know what? It's the industry that I'm in. You know what? No, it's the team that I want. Those are like, they're looking at everything around them. And I used to do the same thing. I would hated my job. Like you, I would come home and say, why am I doing this? This is a nightmare. I'm like losing years of my life just to make money. This is awful. But you know what? What if I make that leap? And it was the title. It was the company. It was the industry. How were you able to break through that? Well, hold on a second. Let's unpack that for a second. How were you able to transition and have so much success? I mean, I know your story very well because aside from us being really good friends, I'm also a fan. And I listen to what you have to say. And often you talk about like, just getting your hands dirty, right? Like reaching out to companies, seeing like who needs a speaker. Okay, well, well, what do people usually speak on? I've heard you say, well, usually it's authors. They speak on their book. That's a good way to get into the field, right? It's not like you were born with those traits, but you put in the work, you Googled it, you figured stuff out. You taught me how to do the Google alert. So now all these TEDx things are emailing me about uh, how to get involved you know, in the East Coast and so forth. So I don't think any of that stuff is really rocket science. So the listeners out there that put this limiting belief in their mindset that they're only successful because, I challenge you to look at that from a different light. You're successful because of you and how hungry you are, how passionate you are, what you're willing to do to achieve success and so forth. And I believe you can translate that into anything. And it has nothing to do with the title. It comes out to do with how bad do you want it? Okay, this is so reminding me of a call I had earlier with one of my dearest girlfriends. I mean, literally love this girl. She's a ride or die friend. She's going through a potential career transition right now. She's been in sales in a lackluster food industry for a while. Doesn't love it, makes good money, whatever. And it affords her life with her daughter and to have great friends and have fun. But she says to me, the company was just acquired. I can see the writing on the wall. She said, Heather, is this the moment I should lean in and double down on the current job? Or is this the universe telling me to pick my head up and see what is available to me? You know, out. I'm like, dude, if you're calling me, you already know the answer. It's time to pick your head up. It's time to look at and develop and write down what is it that you really want to do? What are you passionate about? She's like, but I don't know. I said, I'll tell you, you love fashion. You love relationships. You love being like, write those things down. I'm not asking you to tell me the number of job, you know, just write down what it is that you love, write down what it is that you like to do and who you want to be around. And then let's read that list together and start brainstorming what jobs might actually fit that bill. I think we've been doing it backwards for so long. You see an opening, you apply for the opening, and then suddenly that's all you're meant to do. I mean, how would you have responded to her? I agree with you 100%. The writing is already on the wall. The fact that she's asking these questions is obviously a good sign, but it also tells us like that's the answer right there. 
right? Like, and also like, but where do I start? How do I gain clarity, right? And you talk about writing stuff down. And here's something interesting that I challenge listeners as well. Like people want to wait for the perfect time to get clarity. In my personal opinion, and this is going to sound maybe controversial, clarity follows action, not the other way around. Like fortune favors the brave. Like just get your hands dirty. Like take out a journal. What am I good at? What is a problem that the world needs solved right now? What are my passions and so forth? And ultimately you'll collect some data and at least you'll get a little bit of direction and then you can get some momentum. So, but ultimately you have to take some action, even an action as getting a journal and writing stuff down, like you suggested to your friend, to me, that's action. Clarity will follow that. Oh, it's so, so true. Craig, I know you're big into mindset and abundance. Like I am. How has the law of attracted impact your life. This stuff, I can't talk about this stuff enough. And for the longest time, I was skeptical of it because the woo-woo stuff and it was beyond my senses. Mindset I was always about, like changing what you associate pain and pleasure to, how to cultivate confidence on command and so forth. But this law of attraction stuff is just a different animal, right? It's like a little more below the surface. It's really awesome, straight up. And, and the best thing that I got from it right now is just being available for all the abundance out there. Like how many times do people say like, I want to manifest this or, or I think this, like you don't manifest what you want. You manifest what you are, what you can sustain vibrationally. What are you a match for? And this is really good news, right? Because for the audience listening out there, that's like, wait a minute, I've been wanting this or I desire this for so long, but I'm not receiving the results. Well, that's feedback right there because you get back what you are, not what you want. So that's like a, basically go inside, change your frequency, tune up a little bit, pay attention to who you surround yourself with, what you're tuned into and get on a higher vibe to make it digestible for the audience. And then you'll attract other things. There's a big difference between thinking something, believing it, and then actually feeling it. And we were talking before we went on air and speaking stuff. And, and now that I have you know, much more experience and so forth, like bottom line is you manifest what you are. And this is really good for the audience because sometimes it can sound very confusing, this law of attraction stuff. That's a good way to simplify it is that you are a vibrational match for, for whatever it is that you're getting. And if you want to get better results, become a match, become more available for that stuff out there. And once I really started honing in on that, it made me understand it a lot better. And now I feel like I live in the quantum. Oh my gosh. Have you been reading Dr. Joe Dispenza's work? I have read his work. Yeah. So I've been big into that recently. I actually need to have him on the show too, but you articulated it very well for me for a long time. Right. And you know, this, I was working side by side with someone who hated me. I was in a very negative environment, low energy, right? You're always looking over your shoulder. You're unhappy. You're not in that vibrational energy that you described that you need to be living if you want to attract, right? So I'd be in this low vibe, negative situation at work, and I'd be thinking, this is what I want, an amazing career where I'm appreciated and I'm doing good in the world. But because I'm, a, I'm in this low negative situation, it was never matching up. For me, I had to fire that villain. She thought she fired me, flip the script on her, actually fired my number one villain that day. But once I cleared that negative energy out so I could be at a little bit of a higher vibe, I started attracting positive people to me. And then the more that you started holding on to those ideas of other things you wanted, you start seeing them materialize. I have lived this firsthand and you are so right. You're never gonna attract what it is that you're trying to manifest if you got that low vibe energy. How do you change low vibe energy? Just 
being mindful of my thoughts, right? And, and if we could drop a couple of nuggets for the audience, like guys, like thoughts can be the worst, right? They can take you down in an instant, but here's the beauty of it. Thoughts are not facts. They're just random. So thoughts are random. Thinking is not. So anytime that you're feeling low vibe or, or low frequency or not a good vibrational match and so forth, it's just that your thoughts are disempowering at the moment. So anytime like you're having an off day or whatever the case may be, it's just feedback to let you know that your thoughts are out of whack and disempowering. And you can literally be mindful, acknowledge that, and then go in and replace them with more productive, constructive, strategic thoughts that will now create new beliefs. I am worthy. I do deserve the life I desire and so forth. I can do this instead of the limitations and so forth. Then that obviously leads to better actions, better habits and so forth, and ultimately better results. So it all starts with the thoughts. I know that's cliche. People always say like thoughts are things, but once you really become mindful of it and aware, which really changed everything for me, you can be strategic which thoughts you allow to take up real estate inside your mind. And that changes everything. Oh, it's so true. It sounds to me like what you're describing is a lot about discipline. And one of the things that I see with you, Craig, in your routines and your life is you're so disciplined with your physical commitments and working out and eating healthy. Do you see a lot of parallels there from just your mindset and business and life and in the physical element? Yeah, I do. It's a great question. I'm very disciplined. I learned that when I got to Wall Street, the power of discipline and so forth. And, and for me personally, like, I, I don't know about you. I'd love to know, like, if I have an unexpected like hole in my schedule or like a, a day that's not super booked, which is rare these days, but I like feel a little weird. I like to be busy, busy, like have things going on. Like today was a crazy day so far. Uh, a million different things going on and they're all different, which makes it so fun and exciting. But those are the days when I'm most productive, I'm most disciplined, I'm, I'm structured, I'm on a schedule. So for me personally, and I guess everybody's different, right? Like I know there's free spirits out there that don't work well like that. But for me, structure and discipline uh, is a massive key component to success in all facets of my life. So when I'm hearing you describe that, it's so funny to me. I'm at this different phase of my life right now where I like when I have, I'm like, it's summer. I want to be able to like relax a little bit. I don't always, my whole life has been like, go, 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 go back to back. There's never enough time to get everything done because I have so much ambition inside of me. But it's funny that just for whatever reason right now, as, as we talked about, I'm in the process of selling my condo and moving and like starting this new adventure. And I love the idea of like sitting down and just thinking about, okay, where do I want to live? And like, what do I want to do? And when I get those windows of free time, I'm excited. I had someone cancel on me today for a meeting and I was, oh my, I can sit down and like forecast what this could potentially look like. And I can try to figure out the dates. And I just felt so like having the free time was a welcome feeling to me, which has not been the case for most of my life. So my point is that, you know, both can work and they can work at different times for you too. Yeah, there's different seasons, right? It seems like you're in the season right now of BBB as opposed to do, do, do. Uh, and that's good, straight up. Like, like there's no right or wrong. I think you have to have a healthy balance. I put balance in quotations because what does that really mean? It's different to everybody. But ultimately, it's not always hustle, hustle, hustle. Like you want to allow, 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 right? Like allow the alignment and the abundance to become a match for all that stuff. So kudos to you. And I totally get it. Oh my gosh, allow or receive is the other word that those yes. are new for me. Allow and receiving, it. you know, re uh, being not only this idea of like, I want to go out and grab everything and go for it, but instead allowing things to come for me and receive and be willing and grateful receiving it. That was a completely new and different concept. Guys, please. I mean, my mantra is when I wake up in the morning is, you know, I'm grateful for universe and God for 
all the abundance that I'm receiving. And I'm so grateful for these blessings you're giving me today, right? Just this idea of shifting from, I don't have to chase everything down. Actually, these right things are showing up for me and I'm here to embrace them and, and receive them. So um, thank you for saying that aloud. One of the things that you're really incredible at, Craig, is creating community. And that's where I see a lot of success, not only in your business, but in your podcast. And I see a lot of people missing that piece how were you able to create such a massive community and how do you further it and keep it growing? So I went the extra mile right from the beginning when I was going to do CLS, I wanted it to be known that I appreciate every single like, every single comment, anybody that actually cares about what I have to say. Because I realized there's such saturation. There's a lot of options out there. And I literally would say up to one, two in the morning, responding back to everybody that commented on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Facebook. Obviously now there's just not enough hours in the day to do that. But to the best of my ability, I will respond to everybody. I want them to feel a personal connection. And I think that really became contagious. And the community is growing rapidly. You've spoken in some of our masterminds and, and the, the monthly membership and so forth. And they really appreciate that. When you go the extra mile, they feel that. And for me, that was how I was to be able to separate myself from everybody else out there. And everybody always says the community is really hardcore. They're loyal. They're engaging. It's like something they've never seen. And, and I want to give them all the credit in the world. Uh, but ultimately, for anyone out there that's looking to build a community, I would say go the extra mile. Like Show them that you care. It means everything cbdistillery.com is giving you an exclusive offer and it's huge right now. You can get up to 30% off everything. If you've struggled with sleep, stress, or pain after physical activity, cbdistillery.com has a targeted plant-powered solution just for you. I love hearing how many of you have seen improvement in your daily life thanks to CBD. So if better sleep more calm, and relief from discomfort after physical activity sounds good to you, you should explore CBD. Don't miss this massive sale and get up to 30% off your order. Visit cbdistillery.com and enter VIP. That's cbdistillery.com and enter VIP at cbdistillery.com. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. I have a coaching client that I've been working with for the past year. He has a pretty large company and they're doing their summer retreat, right? Back to corporate America. And for me, everything I'm talking about, we have our strategy calls about the meeting is how do you want these people to feel when they're there? What do you want them walking away saying? Let's dive into that. And like, how do we break down these barriers and get people talking? We got into, we were brainstorming today, like on the first night when everyone arrives, make sure we're doing assigned seating because I don't want people sitting by the people that they know. I want them sitting next to someone they would never expose themselves to. I'm like, and then I want to open with something really creative that's going to get them talking. And my client came up with the idea, two truths and one lie. Right. And when you play that game with people that you typically just work with and are, you know, getting by with, but suddenly you're making it fun and interesting and people start laughing and letting their hair down a little bit, you start creating a real community, which I see missing from so many places in corporate America. And I love that you're on page with that same thing because I have been a part of some of your events and, you know, the people are so passionate. They're so all in and they're so supportive of one another. And to me, no matter where you work or what you do, that's the kind of people that you want to get with, right? 100%. And like on the flip side, like if you don't have that culture or community, 
Like there's only so far you can go, right? Because there has to be an audience for whatever it is that you're offering, whether it's service or product, whatever the case may be. And you want to build trust with them. And by going back and doing the right thing, it comes back to you and you see it firsthand. And the support that they show each other is just so special. So I appreciate you acknowledging that. Every time I get to do anything with your crew, it's so much fun. And like you said, it's never work. It's something that when you walk away, you're supposed to be showing up and giving something, but you walk away feeling better than when you, you know, showed up to the event. That's when you know you're with your people. And for everyone listening, if you haven't found those people yet, they are here. You can check out Craig's mastermind group, which I highly suggest. And I will also put in the show notes. Craig, I want to talk a little bit about something you brought up before we got on air today that I think is going to help people a lot. When you start something new, when you left Wall Street and launched your speaking career, you were talking about how at first there were questions of like, okay, wait a minute, I'm, you know, quote unquote new at this, right? You know how to speak, but like now you're charging people for it. And you start wondering how did that develop for you? And when did you really get your footing in that whole new arena? Yeah, I'm so happy that you brought this up because ultimately, no matter how much self-believe or how high your self-worth is, it's impossible to have 100% confidence when you're doing something for the first time, right? Like I, I remember when I ran my first marathon a few years ago, like I was confident in my training, but how do I really know? You don't run 26.2 miles in training. So ultimately you have to get some experience in the development. And how do you do that? You just do the damn thing, right? Like you get messy, you get bold, you step into it, you get your hands dirty as we test do a couple of times. And sometimes you have to be willing to do mediocre things, right? Look, we crave certainty, but we live for uncertainty. So you don't worry about the outcome so much. And I, as I always like to say, marry the process, divorce the outcome, step into it. You're never going to be a 10 out of 10 your first time, no matter what it is, because there's always room for improvement, but you just get into it and you learn and you grow and you get better. You become seasoned and you get experience. And what Heather was attesting to is the first couple of speaking engagements. Yes, I did good, all things considered. But there was, of course, room for improvement. I don't have an ego. I acknowledge that. And where I'm at now is not going to be as good as I am, hopefully, in the next couple of years. But right where I'm at right now is significantly better. And the reason being is because I have that experience being on stage, right? Like the body language, like walking, making eye contact, the tonality, the core message, the stories, the lessons. Now you're getting me so jazzed because I'm thinking about how far I've come in a short amount of time, but because I'm putting in the work and for the audience saying, what's the message here, no matter what it is that you want to do, like you don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. Just get in the damn thing. One of the things that you explained to me is that once you saw the audience response, right, in real time, it gave you that extra boost. So, oh, wait a minute. Now that's real. I can, okay, wait a minute. That landed really well. Everyone, if you're not continually learning, continually growing and getting better, you're missing the point. You know, every time you get up, whether it's for a presentation at work or, or like Craig's talking about, you know, a keynote on, on a large stage somewhere, that's an opportunity to impact people. It's an opportunity to make a difference. And yes, there are moments where you're saying, I, ha- I don't have any business being on this massive stage, but I'm going to step out and I'm going to give it everything I have. And when you see that response from someone, it makes all the difference in the world. And then when you get off that stage, like you said, you're like, wait a minute oh, I did warrant being out there. That gives me the momentum to propel me to that next bigger stage. Next time you saw it happen, you saw it materialize. And now you know that you're meant for more. Hell yes. And what's the line that you always say? Like after the first book, you had a couple errors in it, but you always say that line. What is it? Done is better than perfect. Always. (laughs) It's so true though. I will always be the woman on her deathbed that says, 
I am so proud of that imperfect book I have out there with three mistakes that changed the lives of I don't even know how many people versus being the person on a deathbed that says, wow, I had an incredible book inside me, but I never found the perfect way to write it, right? Don't die with your book inside you, proverbial book, but like whatever it is, you know, your idea, your concept, like don't ever let that go. That's why we're here, right? Like God has put you here for a reason. Explore that reason, begin to move into it in whatever small step you need to take. Because like for you, Craig, your life has completely changed because you made that leap from Wall Street to following your passion and purpose. It changed everywhere. Like my relationship, right? My relationships with the new people that I'm surrounding myself with. I'm just a, a whole new version of me. And for the first time in my life, like I'm in complete and utter alignment and it feels so good. And one thing that you just mentioned was faith. And I heard your podcast maybe a week or two ago. I forgot when, but but you kind of sprinkled in and dove into a little bit. I think you called it like a church session or something like that. And I wanted to acknowledge you. I'm excited for you to explore that some more. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you're so funny. Yeah, guys, you know what I'm you talking about, right? No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I was um, I was at church and I, I left church and I decided to do my podcast right walking out of church. Literally, like I got home from church and I said, "This I want to speak to this, right? Like it's speaking to me. And I typically don't get into spirituality on my show. And it's a funny thing, right? And, and I'm super interested to hear what you think about it. But like, People will join you and be a part of your community for certain reasons, right? So for some people, they want to follow me because I got fired and I talk about how hard it was, whatever. Then there's some people that follow you for different reasons. So anytime you start evolving and saying, wow, I feel called to speak about something different, there is this bit of trepidation, right? Because a lot of people follow me for business tips and for leadership tips, sales, whatever. And you're like, wait a minute, do I really want to lean in and include this? But I had this conversation with myself, which is, you know, the more real that I can show up, the more I'll, I'll attract the right people to me and the more I'll attract the right opportunities. If I keep that blinded, I'm not really showing up as who I really am. It's got to be based in fear somehow. So if you go back to, we can either be fearful or be full of love and giving. I've got to move to, you know, I choose love. I choose giving and I'm giving of myself and those right people will show up. But have you ever had a moment like that where you're like, Ooh, I don't know. Do I want to like take this and open this door? I do all the time. And the reason being is because I'm constantly growing and evolving as a human being, right? Like also something that like has become very important to me is faith and stuff like that. And I don't like put it on people like other people because I'm still figuring it out. If I'm being honest, I, I wouldn't even know, but I, I like to, to sprinkle it in a little bit and just say what's on my heart. And I'm not the same person I'm going to be two months from now. And if I don't stay authentic, real and raw and talk about like what's going on in my life at the time, then it's like, I'm still trying to cater to that audience when I first launched CLS. And that feels inauthentic if I'm being honest. Oh, it's so true, guys. This is so good. And I, we agree so, we're so aligned all the time. It's so ridiculous. I like, don't talk to you for two months and then we pick up right back at the same place. We're on page. You know, what Craig just described is right. Like if you're not evolving, you've got to show up as that real you. You've got to take these small leaps of faith or, or large leaps, you know, whatever that looks like for you into figuring out, you know, what is that next step, that next version of yourself. And I'll tell you, I had Colin O'Brady on my show um, a couple of weeks ago, and he told me that he went to speak to all these billionaires, B, billionaires, not millionaires, right? And it was this big group of male billionaires. So in some ways, the most successful people out there, quote unquote, from a financial standpoint, right? And he said, at the end, one of the men walked up to him and just said, son, you followed your heart. You followed your path. Like, how did you get 
basically in awe. These people who have more money than anyone are in awe of this young man because he's out there preaching what you are. He's out there preaching. No, forget all the other stuff. Pursue this. He calls it pursuing your Everest, like your personal big goal, your personal challenge, right? Pursue that. That's what you're really here for. And it was such a disconnect with these people who had only ever pursued money. And he said it was so clear to him in that room with these people that he had on a pedestal when he walked in, they had him on the pedestal because they were saying, wow, I wish I had done it that way. So don't let this life slip by you. Be like Craig, jump from the Wall Street job, start giving back, start creating that community, start bringing your value and your passion forward. Craig, how can people catch up with you and and become subscribers to the podcast, become part of your mastermind? Anywhere you listen to podcasts, the CLS experience, uh, we have the monthly CLS membership. We meet every Wednesday, big guest speakers networking with about 500 people in there now. Just go to the website, cultivatelastingsymphony.com and come say hi on Instagram at Craig Siegel underscore CLS. Uh, I love to engage. As you know, I love to interact. Don't be shy. Oh, Craig, I am so grateful for your time today. I'm so grateful for you dropping all the wisdom and I'm so grateful for our friendship. Thank you for being here. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Uh, a lot of the nuggets that you say really resonate with me and they make me a better person. So love and respect you uh, and can't wait for more. Right back at you. All right, guys, until next week, keep creating your confidence. I decided to change that dynamic. I couldn't be more excited for what you're going to hear. Start learning and growing. Inevitably, something will happen. No one succeeds alone. You don't stop and look around once in a while. Come on this journey with me. Hi, I'm here to tell you about a new podcast that I am so excited about. Negotiate Your Best Life, hosted by Rebecca Zung, a part of the Yap Media Network. As a globally renowned narcissist negotiation expert and an attorney recognized by U.S. News as a best lawyer in America, Rebecca shares her invaluable insights and strategies for navigating life's toughest negotiations. By drawing from her own experiences and the wisdom of her high-profile guests, such as Bob Proctor, Mark Victor Hansen, John Gordon, and Rebecca delivers empowering advice that will inspire you to reclaim control of your life. Negotiate Your Best Life is all about how to negotiate your way to greatness. She provides practical guidance on how to break free from toxic relationships, stand up against injustice, and transform chaos into freedom, possibility, and purpose. Many times, the first negotiation you do is with your own in the morning. In the morning is when you wake up, and that's when Negotiate Your Best Life is time for you. It's about to find your way to greatness, conquering obstacles, and creating the life you truly deserve. Get ready to slay thrive and unlock your full potential don't believe me i'm gonna go ahead and share some of the reviews that are out there so you can hear and you can believe too You have helped me so much these last few weeks. I was with a narcissist for two years. She drove me to the point I wanted to take my own life. Listening to you has made a massive difference, and now I know what I'm with. Thank you, Rebecca. Now, the recovery. Thank you for gifting the knowledge to believe in myself again. You have unknowingly helped me legally represent myself through criminal, federal, and civil court proceedings with a narcissist. There would be so many people around the world that you're helping without even knowing like me. You saved my life, Emma. 
35 years old, Australia. If you are ready to stand up against injustice and transform the chaos in your life into freedom, possibility, and purpose, then check out Negotiate Your Best Life now. Subscribe to Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.